Welcome to Telling It Like It Is. I'm your host, Matt the Godfather Ely. And uh, baby sis is in the building again. Hey, hey, hey. It's Veronica Ely here. We're in Groton, New York today. Yes. Yes. Enjoying some of the uh, the coming of fall in upstate New York. Um, beautiful time of year up here. Uh, went out to Ithaca yesterday. Saw the falls. Hung out by the lakes. Um, beautiful, peaceful, serene. We stayed at the Groton Hotel, which is uh, going to be open to the public in October. And man, this place is amazing. The history, the history here is, is beautiful. It's, it's Seriously, crazy. It feels uh, yeah. Can't wait to I can't wait to visit more often. Yeah. So, oh man, we had uh, another busy week. Uh, two weeks off, actually. Um, the hurricane hit Florida. Yeah. And, um, last, last time we were in between hurricanes. So, mm-hmm. this, that, you know, we talked about climate change on our last, uh, our last show and yeah, the hurricanes are, the hurricanes are, are real. There's another one in coming whose path, whose final path, Jose, hurricane Jose, whose path is, uh, undetermined at this point. So we'll see what happens here. Um, so, yeah, this uh, I wanted to talk about um, this post that you posted about um, the experience that you had in Owego. Yeah. Not too long ago. Oh, yeah. We're talking about been a lot of obviously race relations are a huge topic right now and back and forth and uh, a lot a lot's happened this week and uh this was actually a few weeks ago but my sister finally just posted this so tell us about that a little bit so uh not not to get into the whole thing but uh long story short um my family our family was out celebrating uh, a few weeks ago celebrating a 30th birthday and we stopped into one of our favorite hometown bars um in Owego I actually used to work there, uh, go there all the time, see friends, friends, parents, all sorts of people there. So this particular uh, weekend, I apparently ran into the wrong person, <laughs> somebody I I struck up a conversation with, you know, hey, how's it going? Um, and this guy lit into me, uh, you know, very rude. At first I thought he didn't recognize me because I straightened my hair. (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe he just doesn't know who I am. He's in a bad mood. No, this guy went off, uh, told me that I am too liberal. I am the epitome of a Democrat, liberal, like, you know, using it like a slur. Uh, He said, I act like I'm from the city. I'm from a Wego. You know, what right do you have? Yada, yada. I don't like what you post on Facebook. So, um, that was a that was a first for me. You know, the majority of my uh, negative experiences with people tend to be online because uh, people tend to share their opinions uh, via the internet in ways that they wouldn't in person, face to face. And I've definitely gotten into a lot of disagreements with people I grew up with, just because that's the nature of upstate New York. 
Um, but no, never have I had somebody straight out like attack me like that. So, um, the, the night ended, I was pretty upset just, just for the reason that, you know, that's somewhere I'm comfortable, somewhere I go all the time. You know, we brought our friends and our family there who aren't from Owego, had this negative experience. Um, a lot of the people at the bar, it was like the whole atmosphere changed automatically. We were blamed for, it was like we walked in and the trouble came, even though it was totally not us. You know, half of our party had no idea what was going on. So I had a lot of weird um, feelings. Like I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. You know, I was like, I was nervous, like, because I was like not expecting it. You know, I don't know. It was a lot of strange things. So I waited a couple weeks before I spoke out about it, and then I I had some a discussion with uh, family members that led me to feel like, you know what, I need to talk about what I'm feeling, um, talk about what happened. So I put up a post on my Facebook kind of talking about the whole thing, and the, in a nutshell, what I was saying is, you know, I am not afraid to be honest about my feelings. I'm not afraid to tell someone If, you know, if you're saying something racist or homophobic or sexist, like, I'm not afraid to say like, hey, like, that is not cool, whatever. And I really try my best to do it in a way that doesn't, you know, outright offend. You know, I'm not going to call someone stupid or whatever, unless they really deserve it. But so um, I my whole thing is like, you know, you can disagree with me. You can whatever. But never have I ever gone up to someone I knew and assaulted them verbally you know I'm always going to greet you with a smile and a hello even if I know that you've said something maybe that I want to talk to you about so um I wanted to like you know just say like people are more than their opinions um minds are able to be opened and changed so um if you disagree with somebody the best in my opinion the best way to to address that is to, to, you know, with respect, like treat them with respect and meet them where they are and not attack them. Um, but after it was all said and done, you know, I got a lot of, uh, comments and a big response. Um, I, I'm not going to name the bar or the owner, um, just because I didn't ask for permission and I don't want anyone to take any negatives away but the positive thing is that she the owner my former uh my former boss she called me and she said you know I'm really sorry that this happened and I just want you to know where I stand I am not okay with that I'm not okay with racism sexism homophobia that is not okay in my bar and for the record I'm letting my staff know where we stand as an establishment so I probably would have felt uncomfortable going back there if I hadn't had that. She didn't reach out to me like that. And she made it very clear, you know, that she's like, I love what you said. I love how you said it. And I love your family. So Mm. all in all, it was, it was, it, it was a hard thing that happened, but it was a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I hope he read my post. Because I didn't delete that guy on Facebook, even though I should have. And, you know, I hope him and his brother read it. <laughs> and I hope you guys listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was it was a wild thing. But such is life. <laughs> I took two things away from that experience. The first thing, the night that it happened, because I was there, unaware that this was happening. Thank God. Because my, I was being quiet. My daughter was there <laughs> and had my attention, and I didn't find out about this till after the fact somebody's lucky um but 
thinking to myself like this shows the differences of the experiences that we had growing up with you had having moved to that environment at six years old and then for me growing up in texas in a in a, in a different environment like for me it was so like look where we're at of course somebody said that you know what i mean like mm -hmm. not making it right at all so that's the first takeaway second takeaway hey if what you're saying on, on Facebook is making people think, then that's a good thing. Clearly, he was defensive about it. Hurting feelings, yeah. apparently. So, <laughs> you're acting defensively, but at least it's another, another. Um, what's the word I'm looking for that's slipping my mind? Affirmation of your ability to express yourself that is good. Make people think. And yeah, if, even if, if it Your even feelings if it get hurts. hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're thinking. Um, it's funny, so... Last week, you guys, or the last episode, you guys heard me address the uh, if I was banning, if I was going to be joining the boycott against the NFL or not, and I gave my reasons. Well, this week I actually posted a video about it because I went Facebook Live and I got a private message from somebody who accused me of supporting racism. So I made a video addressing, and something funny happened. So in this video, um, some people commented. Um, one of my my uh two i think two of my family members on my black side of the family um responded and my who i call my aunt she's actually my father's cousin but i refer to her as my aunt she responded and she was one of the people that was sharing the uh blackout thing but she had said to me oh you know you make very good points and you're very smart and respected it not from my irish side <laughs> from my irish side <laughs> i get long novels it telling me indirectly not directly saying me it was uh general statements being made about people being weak and lame excuses and, da, 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 da. and it, I, it just made me think the irony i'm like and i love my family but i'm not this is not like i love my family to death this is just acceptance and the irony of in lesson we're all learning together at the end of the day here's the bottom line if you are a white person we love and support any kind we love and appreciate any kind of support you have about standing against racism and having our back but i don't care how woke you might be or how supportive you might be here's the deal you never get to tell a person of color how they should or should not feel or how when they should or should not boycott that's just not something that you do and i say that with love and i hope that that help people take that to into account Anyway, so moving on. So in this week's BS headlines, there's a headline that says, Jennifer Lawrence says hurricanes are nature's rage at Trump. <laughs> um, and this article was by the Daily Mail UK. So Daily the Mail Daily Mails are rough. <laughs> okay, so I read the article and I read the article right Nowhere in this article anywhere does she say... Okay, first of all, the article that, that, that followed this headline, the person writing the article, uh, Jessica Finn, implies, says, she uses the words she implies, but never gives any evidence of an implication. And here's my problem with that. When you say someone implies, that's a matter of opinion. And... 
even though she repeatedly says what her opinion is, there's no solid evidence in any of the things that Jennifer Lawrence says that I didn't get any implication that. Yeah. There was no. And imply is, is not a strong headline anyway. You know, that's not an implication. Like you said, it's that's a little weak to actually go out and say for a headline. It is. Not the best writing there. Shame on you, Jennifer <laughs> Finn of the Daily Mail. That was a BS headline. Anyway. So, moving on to today's show. Okay, so today's show is a very interesting topic. We are talking about poly relationships. The one plus one equals two. What is a poly relationship? A poly relationship is any relationship in which more than two people are involved. If there's more than two people involved in the relationship, it is considered a poly relationship as opposed to a monogamous relationship in which two people are involved. Um, MDG says this. Uh, there are a lot of opinions on the matter. Um, and the reality is this. Poly is not a new concept it's been around since the beginning of time there are many different forms of poly relationships there is polygamy which refers to marriage and in which most cases of polygamy are one man with multiple wives um there are some forms of polygamy it's not very common where it is a woman with multiple husbands um Okay, so uh, another form of a poly relationship is where there is a triad in which three people are mutual partners with each other. Um, those are just a couple, um, but something that is really gaining popula- popularity, and I've seen it especially in New York. Um, when I so I first saw this when I entered the dating world, um, and I um, got into the digital dating, and I would see like description to I started seeing this polyamorous or polyamory. And polyamory is basically where um, people are free to have uh, multiple partners, period. There's no, like, restrictions in regards to um, who can have how many partners and whatnot. And today we have two guests on our show that are uh, polyamorists. Um, So... Um, our first guest is Nick, and she identifies as a, a polyamorist. Um, welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. And um, our second guest is uh, Don Manuel, who, who uh, I've known for a few years. This man is a man of many talents. Um, he's the co-host of Tuesdays with the band on 93.5 WBBR in Ithaca, New York. He's also the founder of Creating Dreams Movement and Team Unity. And he is currently in a polyamorous uh, relationship. Right. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming up here. Um, so let's start with you, Don. What? Tell me about your, your history with relationships and how you came about being in uh, polyamorous relationship um well i guess like the the cliff notes to anybody's life um i i started uh my parents were polyamorous um so my 
father had two girlfriends at the time. Um, one was my mother, and uh, one was uh, my babysitter. Come to find out she wasn't my babysitter, she was my dad's other girlfriend. Um, and so he had uh, children with my mother, which is me and my two sisters, um, and then had my brother with uh, the uh, his other girlfriend, um, which is my brother, but I guess people consider it half-brother. Um, but in the concept of how the relation was, it was just my brother. Um, she was like my other mother. Um, so I was pretty much raised into it without being taught what it was. It was just natural. So I didn't actually learn what polyamory was until the last couple years, to be honest. Um, even though I practiced it my whole life, I didn't know what it was. It, it felt like I was like the weird person. You know, everybody's about monogamy. Um, well, at least talking about monogamy, not really practicing it. Um, and so every time I got into a relationship, I would find myself catching feelings for more than one person. And uh, I wasn't sure what it was and what it was about, but it, to me, it, it felt normal. It's like, well, why can't I love more than one person? Um, I guess one of the big misconceptions about polyamory is people think that when you have multiple partners, it's about the, the sex. That's more of what like swinging and, and that is all about. Polyamory is more about the love behind it and actually you know having people in your life that love you. Um, the sex just happens to be a, a bonus for any relationship in life. Um, so for me, it, it became normal. And then my mother, uh, love her, she's awesome, is very open-minded and taught me to be very open-minded, just like my father. Um, they, they both you know, allowed me to express my own self when I was younger, search, you know, my own religions. They took me to multiple different churches and mosques and temples. And, you know, they told me that they didn't have the answers, but they knew the answers that they were taught were kind of wrong. But somewhere in there is answers. Find it yourself. Um, so pretty much it, it all, you know, boiled down to that. So after learning the history about polyamory, you know, like you said earlier, it isn't something that's new. It's been here since the beginning of time. Most great civilizations and empires were polyamorous, Roman, Egyptian, uh, Greek, you know, and, and all over the world. And then all of a sudden this, you know, thing called uh, Catholicism came into play and kind of took the whole um, poly into mono and turned it, you know, you can only believe in one God, have one wife. Um, my whole view on it, it's the whole, you know, divide and conquer. You know, if, you know, we have uh, polyamorous relationships with multiple people that are very powerful people, you have a bigger empire. Hmm. In order to divide that empire, you got to say, well, you can only be with one person. So your household that was with five people that loved each other and that was building an empire is now down to two people. Hmm. That's interesting. And that's, that's, you know, that's like, I love the history behind everything in life. Because if you find the cores of things and why it is you know, frowned upon, then you'll see the reasons why people want to frown upon it. You know, you divide us to, you know, you can't divide people to one person. You can't tell people you got to be by yourself your whole life and then that's it. Right. The smallest you can go down to is two. So you bring it down to two people and you're only as strong as those two people. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's, there's a lot of different, you know, things behind polyamory that has drawn me to it. And, you know, that being one of it, knowing that, you know, we could build a stronger community based off love and not, you know, about hate or about, you know, discrimination or anything like that. We're loving people for who they are and, you know, 
not necessarily just saying, well, I can only be with one person. I can only be compassionate towards one person because then that's when, you know, all this jealousy and, and envy and greed and all these, you know, sins pretty much as people want to call them um, come to play. And it, it, it creates a lot of bad energy in the world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Nick, uh, tell us about, you know, your relationship history and how you came to be a polyamorous. Well, I feel like to me, um, I knew very young that monogamy was not for me. I remember like when I first started like liking boys and whatever and realizing like, oh, well, if I date that boy, then that means I can't date this other one. (laughs) And that's, and I feel like it felt like really unnatural to me, like right from the beginning to be like, oh, well, if I like this person, that means I can't like somebody else. Or that if I'm if I'm dating this person, that means all these other things I can't do with all these other people. So I feel like very early on, I kind of had this idea that monogamy was like a prison and nobody, <laughs> nobody had taught that to me. I just like kind of observed it on my own. And I feel like polyamory to me, it wasn't something I learned or I tried it was something I was and that the world like just didn't fit me until I um you know made myself fit um I started I'm getting divorced right now um so that's a whole you know other issue on its own but like when my husband and I started dating and we decided we were going to get married we knew right off the bat like this was not going to be a closed relationship like we had taught we had been closed like while we were dating but we're like when we when we're married you know that's our you know we're gonna you know go out and it wasn't necessarily a let's go out and have relationship thing but we weren't like against relationships we're like okay if we sleep with somebody and we like them then that's fine but if we don't then that's also fine um but uh and we were to we were married for six years um this february he came home he told me i don't want to be poly anymore like i'm not doing it um and i said well i i can't change it especially not overnight and you know within a couple of days he had moved out and um so i really feel like after that it's become even more an important part of me it's become well, now I've chosen this. Like, now I've, um, you know, I had the, you know, perfect little American dream with the husband in the house, and I, it still didn't do it for me. I was still not happy. And um, I'm kind of now single for the first time in my entire adult life, um, single and poly, and, you know, no ambitions towards settling down monogamously with anybody and sort of just you know seeing what the what's out there for me now it's a whole new um experience in polyamory for me that's really cool i i i've never um i've never been the type of person that i i guess which this is obviously probably taught um but i'm really jealous like Mm. not not in like an unhealthy way i don't think like you know i don't I don't fight we don't fight or anything but I've always been the type of person that I just want to be the the only one I guess Mm. so I'm I'm very interested to like how do you deal with like do you do you get jealous do you feel like I get jealous I get jealous I just feel like I 
it becomes something that I'm not willing to control my life around, though. I'm not going to be like, oh, these cool opportunities I can have, but I'll get jealous, so I won't do it. It's like, ah, uh, you know, you can get hurt or get sad yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Like, you know? Uh-huh. Like, um, for me, um, jealousy has never really been a thing for me in my life, which, once again, when it comes to trying to relate to people, it, it makes it hard for me because I can't empathize. Mm-hmm. Like, I, to me, as long as the other person's happy, as long as they're being loved and shown, you know, affection and cared for, then why wouldn't I want that for them? Yeah. You know, if, if it's toxic, then I'll say something about it. But beyond that, like, if, if the other person's happy, then that's technically what polyamory is supposed to be about is being able to love other people being able to receive love and being able to see other people love one another as well Mm. so that's why for for me jealousy has has been a very hard thing for me to you know empathize with because you know it's not a to me it's not a a a normal human reaction it's a very selfish reaction yeah i feel like often when i feel jealous i just have to break it down and figure out why um i know one thing that the probably the most jealous i got was when i was with my husband and he started dating a new girl and i loved her i thought she was great you know but um he was working out of town for a for he was working out of town and he was only home on the weekends mm-hmm. so at at the time he would get like one day with me and one day with her and that was fine except that her day was always like a fun date and let's go on yeah. a hike and have a picnic and my day was like oh well you know we haven't cleaned in a week so you know, <laughs> let's 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 do that or let's do you know maybe mow the lawn and i feel like that's when i really started getting jealous cuz i feel like that you know you're going and you're with her you're you know doing these fun cool things and with me you're doing like boring things and i feel like she was just getting a lot more energy than me uh-huh. or or something and after talking to him about it i was like hey like this is how i feel and i'm not saying you have to pull things back with her but if you're going to be going that hard with her like you need to be going that hard with me too yeah like i can't be watching you know you you give somebody else the things i want yeah i'm not getting them myself and like Mm -hmm. just and i mean it would be one thing if it's like okay now and then you know there there's a you're always in flux a relationship is in flux you know sometimes someone needs more attention you know because of some reason but when it becomes a habit like then i feel like when when i get jealous it's because there's something wrong right it's because there's something i feel like i'm not getting Mm -hmm. there's something there's i would only be jealous if i was insecure you know mm-hmm. and so i feel like when i when i notice those jealous feelings then it's time to kind of step back and look at like why am i feeling like this am i really being selfish am i you know is there something there yeah is there you know a reason i'm feeling this way and if there is like what's the reason what do i need to address what do i need to handle i feel like your relationships can only get stronger from there you know if that's enough to break them talking about being jealousy jealous then it doesn't matter if you're monogamous or not you can't be in a poly relationship Um, probably (laughs) so obviously don explained his um the family history what did you have to like have a conversation with your family or oh my parents like kind of put it together on their own (laughs) um I, i actually one of the big issues i had in my marriage was that my husband he wanted to keep it very quiet he wanted to be like okay you know this is something we can talk to our closest friends about and that you know 
you know, we date, but we keep it secret, you know? And for me, I was like, no, I've been dating this person. Like, I want to bring them home. Like, I want to, you know, involve them in my life. Like, I mean, you guys can get along, like, for me. Like, you know, like, yeah. handle it. Um, but um, he was very, like, secretive about it. He was, as soon as, like, my parents started putting it together on their own, because they're not stupid. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. hey, you know, I noticed, you know, you're hanging out a lot with this other guy and he's hanging out with this other girl. Like what's going on, yeah. you know? And it got to the point where I didn't feel like lying about it anymore. And I wouldn't say they're into it. I feel like <laughs> they're more like, Oh, well, whatever. At least she's not on hard drugs. Like, you know, like, <laughs> my dad's, um, my dad's a pastor. I grew up a pastor's kid. Oh, so, like it's, it's, um, that's a whole nother dynamic. Yeah, there's a whole other issue. I mean, like, it, <laughs> well, well in what out. religion, though, too? Because that matters, too. Oh, like, Methodist. Oh. oh, my gosh. I Okay, he's never going to listen to this. I hate my father's church. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like they, they, they get in with their guitars, and they have their little band, and they're like, sing about Jesus <laughs> and like invite you in with their music those are the fun churches in, yeah but then once you get in you're like this isn't fun like you you promised so something you didn't deliver on like you know like. well that's I think I have to say that's pretty awesome that they you know they still love you they you know not they, not that I think you should be loved at all but so many parents cut their kids off for not doing what they were you know Mm. taught yeah. or raised they didn't try to guilt you they didn't yeah. give you the you're gonna go to hell oh, they, speech they, no 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 they gave me the I don't think Brian my husband I don't think you know your husband can ha- can handle it and I was like he says he's fine so I'm not worried about it <laughs> <laughs> like shot that down yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my that's yeah yeah I, you know see for me I've always um, I don't do jealousy but it took me a while to get there because as a kid there was times that I more mostly in my teenage years, I went through jealous phases. Um, but I think that had to do with like my own mommy issues. Mm-hmm. I was being the oldest kid and whatever. Um, but as I got older, like jealousy really was just like to me, jealousy is one of the biggest turnoffs. Um, but I also got there from um, in my last um marriage. Um, it didn't end because of jealousy because me and her both worked in entertainment. And by that point in life, I I was in an eight year relationship before that. And my partner was very jealous and it just affected our relationship in a, in a bad way. And what I've come to learn is from two standpoints, I feel like very overly jealous people are usually the first ones to cheat quote unquote. Um, I also feel like kind of what you said with where I'm at now um well let, let me go back to my last relationship for to be jealous in that situation would have hindered both of our forward progress we were both performers we both were good looking people we were both people that obviously drew attention from the opposite sex so if either one of us would have had taken the time to be jealous it would be so to me just asinine and counterproductive um post-divorce i just the older i get the more i'm just like now mind you i'm a i'm a man who has five children with four women so to some degree i have to give each of these women 
a certain amount of my even though I'm not with them physically at times I do feel like I am in a relationship to some degree with these women because we share parenting unless I want to be an asshole and like fuck my kids up I have to evaluate there's interactions that I have with all of them that where I've seen a lot of people that once you're not with someone anymore the way you deal with them is differently and to me, I'm like, well, you when you have a kid with somebody, in a way, how you deal with that parent affects your kid. So even though I may not be physically with my ex, um, I still have to analyze when I interact with her with the same feeling and understanding that I would if we were together and make it relate. Like if she's having a bad day and she's spazzing out, instead of being like, fuck you, you crazy bitch, this is why I'm not with you, I have to do the same thing and like down talk to her listen to her hear what she has to say because that's the only way we are going to um have a healthy resolve for our children mm -hmm. so that aspect of it is something that i was that i've already dealt with um and then it's just like i don't know maybe it's because of the whole i i the, the last divorce i went through was so devastating to me mm. that i'm like i don't know I don't want to say that I'm, tra I don't know if I could say that I'm traumatized, but I've like transcended to this point where to me being in love with one person and, and being f like to that degree involved in, with somebody else is just not a priority to me. So what I look for in a relationship are like my, my goals are building a future for my kids, my professional career and whatnot. So anybody that I am with has to be someone that matches that. And that's what's important mm -hmm. to me. And to me, jealousy, once again, is a weakness that would inhabit that. So through many years and years and years of getting to where I am now, I'm just like, I honestly, it's like they say hindsight is twenty twenty. But to me, I'm just like, jealous. the minute if I have a jealous feeling start to come up and, and, and it's in any respect, not even just with a with a with a partner, but like it could be a business relationship or friendship. I, I'm like, mm, that's negative. That's a feeling I need to kill right away mm -hmm. and cut that cord before it, it manifests. I feel like polyamory kind of forces you to be self-aware in that way. And I feel like in that way, it's 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 a positive thing. Like you can't just have a feeling and react, you know, because, well, what's you, you, you need to have yourself under control if you're a factor in so many people's lives mm -hmm. that you need to like make sure you're you're handling your own emotions. You have to be able to handle your own emotions. And I feel like polyamory has taught me how to, like it's taught me to be like, oh, I'm jealous. Well, I could yell at him and tell him not to do something or I can actually, you know, step it up as a human being. Right. And, you know, be, you know, work through this and figure out what's actually going on. And I feel like it has helped my communication. It's helped my, like, because you have to talk about things you're uncomfortable you're uncomfortable talking about you know which in most relationships the they fall apart because of a lack of communication so um the in that in that way i'm thinking that it's like you force yourself to address the flaws in your like in what would be flaw what would be flaws in a monogamous relationship with, if you're going to be open to polyamorous relationships, you're forcing yourself to address those would-be flaws and say, okay, how do I fix this? Because nobody wants to be jealous. Like, that's the thing um, with any, like, sort of, you know, suffering of any sort, any negative feelings you have, um, 
you like that doesn't feel good. So that's something that has driven me and and my relationships to try and like dial down on. I've definitely from dating somebody who is not possessive at all um, or like not jealous doesn't make you know doesn't have just he just doesn't have those feelings. Um, that has taught me how to be less you know less controlling, less uh, fearful, insecure. Um, because I don't think that those were things that are, were inherent to me, but were taught through my relationships in the past. But, um, I'm seeing it in that way now where it's not just, you know, I want to sleep with people because I am selfish. I think that's mostly what, I think that is what our culture teaches you about relationships that in choosing one person, you are selfless or in that you're giving, you know, you're giving up something um so I think that's why most people think that if you are in an open relationship that there's something wrong with you whereas in hearing your perspective I'm seeing that actually no there's probably something wrong with most of us who don't who not that there's something wrong with being with one person but most of us probably have issues that we're not addressing because we're not talking about them um but I want to I want to ask where does this put cheating like in your oh we can cheat like I I feel like I've been cheated on by poly partners and um it's a com it's a complex thing and I, I feel like just cheating is breaking the rules of your relationship mm-hmm. and I feel like once I'm I feel like I kind of when when I decide like okay hey we like each other like this is going this is going well um like do we want to make this a relationship. You know, th- then that then that's where I will like set some ground rules. Be like, okay, hey, like this is what my expectations are. Like this is what I expect from this. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, what they do doesn't really affect me unless, and like I'm like I'm I'm cool with what you do with what your li- with what your life when we're not together. But um, you know, the, the, as long as it doesn't come back and affect me, yeah, like you know, negatively, like, you make sure you're using protection with right. everybody else, of course. Like if we're not going to. Firstly, mm-hmm. um, make sure that, you know, you're handling, like, make sure that when my time is with you, like, yeah, I understand, like, if you have to call somebody else and say goodnight, call, you know, text to say goodnight, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that is my time with you, and you're going to have to put, like, you know, I want your energy, and I want yeah. your attention when it, because I'm not going to be, like, out on a date and, like, have my phone out and be talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, and I guess I sort of feel like that's where polyamory takes more work than a monogamous relationship and more commitment because it's more of a daily commitment. It's more of a, I need to, you know, put this work in hmm. every day, um, consciously, yeah. mindfully. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to make sure I'm, I'm, if I'm, if I'm, you know, committing myself to these people, hmm. am I am I making it worth it to them? Like, am I providing a good relationship? So I feel like that's a question I need to ask myself every single day. Sorry, we were on the topic of cheating, but no, 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 that's, 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 and I I guess like that's where I'd get this sort of cheating feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if, if it's like, I remember somebody I was dating last year, we were in a relationship and he was already like stretched thin. Uh And I was like, can you please like not take another partner until like, you know, we we're we're kind of over this, you know, this next six months. Well, things are going to be tough. And, you know, he did anyway. And to me, that felt like cheating Mm -hmm. to me. That felt like 
you pro you know we're, we're, we're you're not going to be able to deliver you know right what what this relationship needs you to deliver and and he wasn't you know and that's when things kind of, and then after that it's like i trusted somebody mm -hmm. they, they they broke that trust like things aren't the same after that even mm -hmm. though it seems like a small thing like mm -hmm. oh but like to us or to me at least not to speak for other people like a small lie is a big deal mm -hmm. a small lie is a big deal because our entire um, existence is based on like being able to be upfront and be yeah. honest with each other about everything right. so if you if you're not then or if you're hiding something from me or, or or you feel like you have to like I'm already saying it's fine if you date other people and you sleep with other people if there's something you're hiding from me like I feel like that's when I, I get that like I'm yeah. being cheated on yeah. I'm being betrayed feeling mm -hmm. um, I guess for me um, I view a little bit differently only because if the, the parties that are polyamory um the the whole idea about it is being open um so if you're open to the to your partner or partners um be it a monogamous or a polyamorous relationship it's all based on communication um so it does take a lot more communication being in a polyamorous relationship because obviously you're dealing with different people which equals different dynamics with each person um so sometimes like like any entity it, it falls due to the weak parts of the the whole so some people want to play polyamorous they want to say that they're polyamorous because they enjoy the ability to go and sleep with other people not necessarily to build relationships with those other people that's more of the swinger lifestyle that's not necessarily polyamory because you're not going with intentions to i might possibly love this person i might have feelings for them i just you know we want to engage in in, in the physical that's mm -hmm. not what necessarily polyamory is um so when if you're in a, a true polyamorous relationship you're open with one another you know to say that okay i'm going on a date tonight I'll see you at whatever time or I'll see you tomorrow morning um, one thing that you know and I find it weird and people look at me kind of weird like if one of my partners go on a date I have a great time let me know how it is if you need anything let me know if not I'll speak to you when I speak to you and you know it's based on the whole it's not like oh I wonder if this person's going out and doing something or no we're, we're already discussing oh I got this date or I'm meeting up with this person depending on what people want to call it you know, but it, it's about prior uh, prior open consent. So every, everything is on the table. It's like, I, I know this person's polyamorous. I know that they want to, you know, share their time with other people. So then they're not cheating on me. You know, it's already open. I already know what's going on. Um, so if, if that's even an issue in the relationship, one of the parties isn't polyamorous. Mm -hmm. And then that's when cheating could be an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to note like that there is like a lot of overlap between like poly communities swinger communities bdsm communities like so it's it's hard to talk about polyamory i think for me exclusively polyamory mm -hmm. because i feel like I, I i i i take a lot of you know i i kind of can be half a swinger sometimes you know uh -huh. and, and so i i mean i definitely understand the differences but um there's there's a huge overlap yeah you know, like a, a lot of poly people i know are like you know open sexual people who you know do want to pursue relationships that are just sexual uh-huh um 
And I mean, I think that just depends on the person right. and the relationship. Yeah. Like, don't don't listen to this podcast on polyamory and be like, I know everything about polyamory. Yeah, now. right, of course. Like, and this is how these fall, this poly girl was or this poly guy was. Yeah. Like, oh. it's a, it's well, the overall, the overall point of the, the podcast, yeah. it really is just poly relationships in general. But you guys are more, you know, talking about different types right. of you know mm. yeah polyamorous there, it's gonna be as unique as the individual so yeah. like anything well i want to visit something that was brought up and you so talking about from the health standpoint uh sexual health you know where are the lines drawn as far as like you know is everybody using protection with everybody do you have to use protection with certain people are there you know how what's the you know um i guess that that's also depending on on the relation on the couples um some people are more free-minded i guess um some people are more health conscious about it um i practice safe sex with my partners until we're comfortable with each other and then you know we'll go from there and then we kind of have a thing against with with ourselves that you know if we're with someone we're, we practice safe sex with that person until we're sure that that person is is clean it's like once again like any relationship you could be a single person having monogamous sex with somebody or multiple people being single and monogamous but while dating um and it's, it's still the same health issues mm-hmm. this you know there's there's single people out there that that you know could become unhealthy that are monogamous and, yeah. So it, it the the health thing goes. It's once again, it's it's all about communication and being open. I think yeah. like if anyone takes anything out of this podcast, is polyamory is about communication. It's about being open with people and you know talking about your strengths, talking about your weaknesses. So it isn't a thing that becomes an issue later. Because even though you know I might not b- believe that jealousy is a thing that exists, I see it all the time. So I know it does exist. Mm-hmm. But if that's something that you know that your partner or partners are capable of that might be just something to know about ahead of time. So with with a lot of things with you know with sex and stuff like that, it's it's just being open with your partners, you know, talking to them, telling them, you know, whatever it is that needs to be talked about. You know, I think with any relationship, you know, once again, be it poly or monogamous, you know, it is about communication, and there's not enough of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, too, there's a lot of people in poly relationships, and they just don't realize it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. yeah, there's, so, there's a lot of them, and, yeah. I, and I, I know a lot of them, and, like, I'll talk to them, and they'll tell me how they feel and the, their thoughts, and I'm like, you know, you, you, you sound like you're polyamorous. No, no, I'm monogamous. No, you're not. You know, you yeah. might want to be that because, you know, like like everything, we're all programmed to believe the things that we are due to our location. You're going to be born in America, most likely you're going to be a Christian, Catholic, monogamous person. That's mm-hmm. just the, the lay of the land. You're born in the Middle East, you're going to be a, a polyamorous Muslim. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, once again, so I, I realize that, you know, here in America, we're this amazing melting pot of a lot of different people trying to do a lot of different things while still being programmed by main society to believe these are the things that you have to do. If not, you're a radical to the left or the right. And there's no right way when, once again, if we just talk to each other and tell each other, Mm -hmm. this is how I feel about this subject. That's how you feel. Okay. So what do we do with, be it a personal relationship, business relationship, friendship, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that, and that said, like about Americans, obviously we, um, 
even though we don't have like an official religion or language or anything like that, um, I think our culture in America is still heavily shaped by religious ideals. Um, and that, and that could, that goes with, um, nudity, with sex, with, um, any sort of thing like that. So even, even though, um, like for, for me, I'm not a practicing Christian or Catholic, um, just that, that upbringing, that hint of influence in my childhood and through my grandparents, um, that performed many of my relationship expectations, um, your expectations for life. Uh, so when we're talking about how polyamorous relationships are not a new thing, like I think it's one of those things where you hear this this sentiment a lot where it's like, oh, you know, what is this world coming to? Everyone these days does this and that. And I feel like um, being in an open relationship can easily get swept into that same kind of judgment because that's what our culture um, tells us. And with the media and, um, entertainment now you have, you know, shows like sister wise or, or I think MTV had like a true life, uh, polyamory, whatever, um, that would make people think that it's something that's like new and, you know, people are just indulging and being whatever, but it's very interesting when you get to the root of it to consider that, uh, those, uh, those very like Puritan beliefs that we have, uh, those are kind of, in my, in my opinion, they kind of set us up for, you know, unhappiness mm-hmm. or failure in our relationships. I uh, I know so many people who, uh, struggle in their daily, in their daily relationships because they're not honest with themselves and they're not honest with each other. They have guilt and shame. Like I think our whole, I feel like in America, our whole culture is based on guilt and shame. Like you're like, Oh, I'm dirty for feeling this way. Or, you know, there's something wrong with me or my partner, there's something wrong with my partner because he has, you know, looked at another woman a certain way and that's wrong because that's what I'm told is wrong. So, um, I love the idea of just being more reflective in general. Like any person who actively works on themselves is most likely going to be like reading and studying like ways to make your relationship work better. Um, whether you're with one person or multiple people. Uh, and I feel like that, like, that's like what makes the world a better, like I read a lot of books to try yeah. and um, enhance my uh, the way that I deal with my emotions and the way that I deal with other people. And uh, one of the hard one of my biggest struggles is has always been in relationships, like that jealousy um, and that insecurity and like the expectations. And well, you know, if you are with me, you need to be like this, and you can't have these thoughts. Those thoughts are wrong because I don't have those thoughts, so you can't have those thoughts. Um, so it's very, very cool to see a different perspective of it, I guess, because like I said, so many people are like, oh, you're just selfish. You just want to have sex with whoever. And that's really, I think that this, this podcast is giving more of an, an open idea that that's not like what, it, that's not what it's about yeah. at all. Not for everybody, for some people, I yes. Find but. It, I find it very odd when, when people think of polyamory as like an easy way out. Cause I'm like, oh, but it's, it's so much harder, you know, but, like, yeah. it, it, but it just gives me that much more reward to make it worth it mm-hmm. to me. I think the bigger thing, the two to add to what you were saying, Veronica, is that what 
I, you know, my biggest thing is that these social stigmas that get set and then people bandwagon to them if it if they find it relates to them or whatever and then they try to like create and and, and my thing is, is i just come to the reality that with like with many things it's different strokes for different folks right. like mm-hmm. what works for one person may not work for another person and that's okay yeah. people's obsession with how other people live their lives yeah. to me is the biggest it, 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 to me it's like a sign of defensiveness right you're you're afraid that you're you know, Interesting. Like with gay marriage, and people are like, "Oh, you're threatening the sanctity." And I'm like, "If your marriage, if your marriage or your relationship is threatened by what other people do, then your shit is weak to begin yeah. with." Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. And um, you know, it's it's it, it. So it is. It's interesting. I think that you know, monogamy is not for everybody. Just like poly, you know, a poly relationship may not is yeah. not for everybody. But I also think that I think. Parenting is not for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. A lot of things are for people that aren't for other people. And once again, I think that that's okay. And the, the whole uh, purpose of having, you know, new topics and different perspectives is to dispel myths and to open people up to com- communication yep. um, and, you know, in all areas of life. So... Mm-hmm. And that being said, we're, 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 we're coming to the end here, but uh, many... Uh, Start with you, Don. You got any final, uh, final thoughts, final words? Um, final words, I guess. Um, knowledge is power. Um, I think with this podcast, I think, or with all the previous podcasts, it's just learning information on the on the topic. Um, a lot of people don't know information about poly, so they look down upon it. Um, like anything with racism, with the uh, inequalities, a lot of people don't understand it. So their first thing is to fear it, and when you fear it, you push it away. So I think hopefully someone gets some information out of this. If not, you can uh, Google Polly and you can find a whole bunch of yeah, more information. Yeah, and, and you have a page, right? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll plug that on. on uh, it's called Polly World. Uh, you can check it on Facebook.com backslash Polly World. We are one because um, that's the hashtag. We are one. Is That's what Polly is about. It's about loving more than one person and loving ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And where else can people find you or follow you? Um, uh, as 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 a good local Ithacan says, you can Google me. Um, you can do Google Don Manuel Presents. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Reverb Nation, uh, YouTube. Literally Google Don Manuel Presents, and you'll get a whole slew of different things of what I do. But if you want to follow me on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com backslash Mr. Team Unity. Beautiful. And Nick, final thought from you. I think for me, polyamory has been this incredible part of my experience. I think it hasn't deterred or harmed my life whatsoever. I don't think there's a thing in in the world I've missed out because I've missed out on because of polyamory. And I don't think, and I think there's a lot of great things in my life that I only have because of it. And I feel like, I mean, I guess look look at the way you live your life and make sure you're living it the way you know you want to be doing it because I can say that whether or not other people like the way I live or not you know Mm -hmm. beautiful amen that (laughs) well thank you both for being with us today thank you you for having us um, if anybody any of our listeners have any questions comments on the topic uh, be sure to let us know uh, and if you are looking to send us any feedback and um, send any topic suggestions or add on to any of our discussion today or um, previous discussions, you can send us an email 
Our email is TILITruthradio at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at TILITruthradio. That's TILITruthradio on Instagram and Twitter. And our Facebook page is Telling It Like It Is Radio Show. Um, We are looking forward to hearing your comments, questions, and um, whatever else. Yeah. Thanks for listening. listening. (laughs) And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Godfather. That's M A T D A G O D F A T H A. Um, And like my page on Facebook. Um, Check out the single, the first single I just dropped off my producer's album, Caribbean Girls, featuring QQ and J Diamonds, two very talented people, and watch for the upcoming singles. Telling It Like It Is is produced by myself, Matt Ely, Veronica Ely, Zara Vignola. Special thanks to Matty Ely for handling our social media. We are not Democrats. We are not Republicans. We are not conservatives. We are not liberals. We are realists, and we're always telling it like it is.